Welcome to I Am 73 on SOA Radio. This is Joseph Borba coming to you straight out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yep, they call it the Sunshine State. Home of the pro-family, pro-freedom, pro-life, Ron DeSantis. Let's lift our hearts and our minds in prayer to Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thanks and praise, glory, honor, and obedience to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You are the Father's Lamb. You are the Lion of Judah. We accept you as our King, our Lord, our Savior. We place no one and nothing above you, Lord. Today we're praying for our Sower family, the IM73 family. We're praying for Janet, who's in her sixth month of pregnancy, that her child, Iker, continues to grow in her womb and comes to full term, a healthy child with God's love and grace. Pray for Angie Montano and her continued healing. Praying for the marriage of Miguel and Vanessa Cazares. For the healing of Maria Orduño Gamboa. For the healing and conversion of Mark Salazar Gamboa. For the healing and the conversion of the Orduño Yanes family. For the continued healing of Owen and Remy. For Carissa and Jenna for a job opportunity for Carolina, for her husband Tony and her brother's Jose's conversion and her father's prostrate surgery. Praying for the restoration in all families and healing of childhood wounds. Prayer for all the school children and the families at St. Christopher's School. Praying for those who are serving at the IM73 Sower Retreat for the conversion of Segovia and Olivas families, for Terry Faley, Tim Parks, Rob Chapman's healing from cancer, for Donna Dostalik's mom who is suffering from dementia. We're praying for a safe trip home for the Demon family, for Ed Marchok who suffered a stroke, giving thanksgiving to Jesus for all the blessings and protection bestowed upon Grace Elizabeth Matthews. And we're praying for all the prayer warriors. We're encouraging them. We're loving them. We're saying thank you. Who went to Dodger Stadium last week in protest of the mockery of our Catholic faith. May the Holy Spirit continue to give you the gift of courage in God's abundant love. We pray this all in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Here's a snapshot of last week's Bible study on the Gospel of John. In chapter 1, verse 51, Jesus says to Nathaniel, Amen, amen, I say to you, you will see the sky open, and the Son of God, and the angels of God Ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We ask the question, why a double amen? Why the amen, amen, I say to you? 
all the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the synoptics, have a single amen, but John's Gospel has the double amen 25 times. It's a point of emphasis for what Jesus is about to say. Jesus is saying to Nathaniel, and now as you and I place ourselves in the Gospel, that's what we do as disciples, we're in the Word. And Jesus is saying, listen up, pay close attention, go get a post-it, write this down, put it on your refrigerator or somewhere where you see it all the time so you will remember it. We said amen is a Hebrew word. You can pronounce it amen or amen, it's your choice. The key behind the amen is to to believe what you're saying, because amen means I believe what you just said. It means truly that's, that's, that's absolute truth what you're saying. It also means something like this. May what you just said happen. May it come to pass. And we as Christians were always using Hebrew words because Jesus Christ was a Hebrew. Jesus continued that his amen, amen, and he ended it with this. You will see the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So the question is, who is the Son of Man? Well, the Son of Man is Jesus himself. It's his way, it's his personal way, his preferred way to describe himself publicly no, he doesn't describe himself publicly as Jesus, son of Nazareth, or Jesus, son of Joseph, or Jesus of Nazareth. No, but the son of man. So why did Jesus choose this title for himself? There is no definitive answer. There's a couple of clues. God, our father, addresses the prophet Ezekiel as the son of man. If you read Ezekiel, He's called the Son of Man all the time. Most scholars, however, believe that the most likely answer comes from a vision in the book of Daniel. This is the book of Daniel, chapter 7. We're going to begin with verse 13. As the visions during the night continued, I saw coming with the clouds of heaven one like the Son of Man. When he reached the ancient days, the ancient of days, and was presented before him, he received dominion, glory, and kingship. All nations, peoples, and tongues will worship him. In his dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not pass away. His kingship, one that shall is one that shall not be destroyed. That's the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So you can see that this reflects highly upon Jesus. His dominion is everlasting. His kingship is everlasting. All people will worship him. This is Jesus Christ. In the Gospel of Mark, we see that the Son of Man will be seen after the days of tribulation. This is the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13, 
verse 24. This is Jesus speaking. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from the sky, and the powers of heaven will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels to gather his elect from the four winds, from the end of the earth to the end of the sky. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, Son of Man is Jesus. It's his preferred way of speaking about himself. Let's continue with the Gospel of John. This We're going to go to John chapter 2. Here's a little bit of a background on that. Chapter 2 begins with the wedding of Cana. And it is the first of seven signs. That's what John the Evangelist uses. He doesn't use miracles. He uses signs, and these signs reveal God's glory. That's the purpose of the signs. What also in the other gospel is called to called as miracles is not used. He doesn't use that word. The signs, these are acts of God's power made manifest, shown to his disciples, which reveal his glory, and they begin to, to believe. This is the Gospel of John, chapter 2, verse 1 through 11. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. When the wine ran short, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, how does your concern affect me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servers, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish ceremonial washings, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told them, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it. And when the head waiter tasted the water that had become wine without knowing where it came from, although the servers who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves good wine first, but then when people have drunk freely, an inferior one. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this as the beginning of his signs in Cana in Galilee, and so revealed his glory, and the disciples began to believe in him. The gospel of the Lord Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Right off the bat, we notice that Jesus addresses his mother as woman. 
and not by her first name. Is this disrespectful? Absolutely not. No. This is Jesus' normal, polite way of addressing a woman. For example, Jesus says to the Samaritan woman in John 4.21, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain or in Jerusalem. And to the woman caught in adultery in John 8, chapter 8, verse 10, Jesus says, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And the resurrected Jesus Christ says to a person that he knew very well, yes, very well, John twenty thirteen to Mary Magdalene, Jesus says, Woman, why are you weeping? So this is Jesus' normal, polite way of addressing women. But I believe John the Baptist, excuse me, John the Evangelist, had another reason for addressing Jesus' mother as woman. For even at the cross, John does not mention her name. In John 19, 26, Jesus says to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he says to his disciple, Behold your mother. So what reason could John the Evangelist possibly have for not revealing Mary's name and for Jesus calling his mother woman? We remember that John also wrote the Apocalypse, the book of Revelation, And it's not a coincidence that there is a woman in the book of Revelation who will give birth to a male child, who will be the Messiah. The woman is hated by the dragon who wants to kill her. The dragon, of course, is Satan, the devil, the fool. This is the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verses 1 through 5. A great sign appeared in the sky, a woman clothed with the sun. Just a quick interlude. In 1531, a woman from heaven appeared to Juan Diego, and the woman's name was the Virgin of Guadalupe. And to show that her Her message was from God. She left her image on his tilma. That woman, the the Virgin of Guadalupe, is clothed with the sun. She is the Virgin Mary. Again, we'll begin. A great sign appeared in the sky. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars. She was with child and wailed aloud in pain as she labored to give birth. Then another sign appeared in the sky. It was a huge red dragon, that's the fool, with seven heads and ten horns. And on its head were seven diadems. Its tail swept away a third of the stars in the sky and hurled them down to the earth. Then the dragon stood before the woman about to give birth to devour her child when she gave birth. She gave birth to a son, a male child, destined to rule all nations with an iron rod. 
her child was caught up to God, to his throne. That's the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We're going to take a short break and we will be right back. This is Deacon Steve Greco, host of Empowered by the Spirit. Listen to us on Sundays at 9 p.m. and Tuesdays at 8 a.m. We have incredible guests, teachings, and you will grow in your faith and be filled with the Holy Spirit and filled with joy. God bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As a sower ministry, we invite you to visit our website at www.jesusasower.com where you can watch testimonies, leave prayer requests, listen to Bible study, stay up to date with the sower's latest events, and much more. Remember, it's www.jesusasower.com or you can learn more about the sower as well as El Sembrador Ministries at www.elsembrador.org. Welcome back to I Am 73 on Sower Radio. This is Joseph Borba. We're in the Word of God. We're in the chapter 2 of the Gospel of John, and we're at the wedding of Cana. We just explained why Jesus uses the word woman to describe, to speak with his mother instead of the word Mary, his her first name. We never know from John's Gospel that Jesus' mother is named Mary. We only know this from the other Gospels. For example, Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 25. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 25. Luke, here we go. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 25. In the sixth month... The angel of Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus, and he will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, 
the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is a sixth month for her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So this is how we know her name. There is something beautiful here that tells us a lot about the Virgin Mary. As we continue our ex- exegesis of the wedding of Cana, we saw from, we found her name in in Luke, the Gospel of Luke, and there is a part there where the angel is explaining to her. Remember, Mary is like 12, 13, 14 years old, right? She's married to Joseph, but they haven't slept together as man and wife. They are married because the betrothal process is the first part of the marriage ceremony in Israel for the Jewish faith. So we don't put our understanding of marriage 2,000 years back for, for Mary and Joseph. No. When she was betrothed to Joseph, she became his wife. And that's why the Bible tells us he planned to divorce her quietly because they were married. So she's a young married woman, and the angel says to her, you will conceive, you will bear a son. And she's, just put yourself in her position. She's shocked. She's like, how can this be? And the angel explains it to her. Remember, angels don't bring their own messengers. messages. Angels are messengers of God. Gabriel is bringing God's message. I have chosen you. You have found favor with God. I have chosen you. I just need you to say yes to my choice. God never forces his love, his plan upon us. No, we have to believe in him. And that's what she did. So the angel says to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the Most High will overshadow you. This overshadowing is a a beautiful, beautiful word. It's a beautiful understanding of something that happens so amazingly that brings the glory of God present. You see, the word overshadow in the Greek is episkiadzo. Okay, so when the, the Greek is, the Most High will overshadow you. The Most High will episkiadzo you. This is the same exact word used to describe God's presence in the tabernacle where the Ark of the Covenant would rest. That is why the Virgin Mary is often referred to as the Ark of the Covenant because God is present there. 
inside of her. When she conceives, God is present. Jesus is God. So here's the comparison. In Exodus chapter 40, verses 34 and 35, the revelation is this. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. God is present. The God's glory is there. The God is present. That is what they believed. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud settled down upon. That's epischiazzo, overshadowed, settled down upon. Epischiazzo, the settled down upon it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. It's not an accident or a coincidence. The same word is used to describe the Virgin Mary and what happened to her. No, Epischiazzo is showing, revealing to us that she conceives the Son of God and God's glory is there. She is the new Ark of the Covenant. So we continue with our exegesis. And what happens when they have run out of wine? Well, somebody has to intercede. Yes, somebody has to intercede because it's a big embarrassment for the wedding couple. So what happened? You've been to a wedding. You know what weddings are about. This was not BYOB. It was an open wine bar. And for those of us like you and I who've been to weddings with an open wine bar, we know what happens. It's hammer time. It's free. People getting hammered. Everybody drinks too much. And the next thing you know, they run out of wine. It's embarrassing for the bridegroom and the, and the, and the bride. So one of the guests, in her kindness, in her compassion, intercedes for the host and approaches her son, Jesus. This is who the Virgin Mary is. She intercedes for us. She interceded on their behalf. But she didn't say, I can fix it myself. No, she didn't say any of that. She just simply said to Jesus, they have no wine. And Jesus says, woman, we've explained what woman means. How does your concern affect me? Now, here's the key. He says, my hour has not yet come. In John's gospel, Jesus' hour is the time of his glorification. It's his passion, death, resurrection, and ascension. It's not one hour, one sixty minutes. It's one it's one glorification hour. So Jesus says, My hour has not yet come. Does Mary argue? Does she say, well, I'll take care of it myself? She does not. Brothers and sisters, what does she do? She does what a disciple does. She turns to the servers, the people there waiting on the wedding guests, and she says, do whatever he tells you. That is John chapter 2. 
verse 5. Brothers and sisters, write that down in your hearts. Put that one there. That reveals to us everything we need to know about the Virgin Mary. Do whatever he tells you. The Virgin Mary never points to herself. She's a disciple. She seeks no praise, no glory, no honor for herself. But everything, everything is for her son, Jesus. Mary intercedes on their behalf because as a mother, she knows that it is, it is Jesus' time to reveal himself. It's not his hour, but it's his time to reveal himself to Israel. So do whatever he tells you are a mother's encouraging words that leads Jesus, her son, to perform his first miracle. As the verse 11 said, Jesus did this as the beginning of his signs in Cana of Galilee and so revealed his glory and his disciples began to believe in him. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So the virgin's intervention into the problem of the wedding feast of running out of wine by speaking to Jesus, her son, as Father Raymond E. Brown, a great theologian, Catholic theologian of happy memory says, becomes the occasion of the first of Jesus' signs. Mary's intervention becomes the occasion of the first of Jesus' signs. That is our Bible study for today. Put yourself in the Word. Stay strong in the Word. We will be back next week with God's grace and glory. Amen to the blood of the Father's Lamb, Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoyed this message produced by El Sembrador Ministries. Remember, you can watch ESNA programming 24 hours a day through the ESNA radio app on the radio 540 AM in Carmel Valley or at www.jesusthesower.com. Look for us on social media and on our YouTube channel as Noel Diaz ESNA. Do not miss out on the wide variety of messages and religious material for the growth of your spiritual life. The number of our offices is 773-777-7773 and you can visit us online at www.elsembrador.org The Sower New Evangelization Thank you for being part of this great family.